Welcome to the Kids Like You and Me podcast. We're here with Paul Espinoza of Sleeper Radio. How's it going, Paul? It's doing good. It's uh, it's good to talk to both of you again. It's been uh, it's been way too long. Yeah, I think you know, I was going to say the last time I saw you I was at the that I can recall was at the Vivian Girls that uh, once. Yeah, yeah, Vivian Girls, Lalu's, and I forgot the other band. Yeah, good show, but yeah, that was a. It's been a year plus, like oh, nearly two years, kind of. Yeah, that was October two thousand nineteen. Yeah, getting close to two years, but I mean, you know, just the lack of shows just makes time feel way longer. If you ask me. True. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I remember uh, we had Jesse D. Francisco on, and he, he was saying something like, "How to like." I, he he was saying I I feel the same way that I track like a lot of my life based on the shows I'm going to, so that's how I, a lot of ways I can kind of remember things. But without shows, it's like damn, how do how do how do normal people like keep like a timeline? I feel like my timeline's all off. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm. At third, at yeah. That uh well, how I, did how did we I meet um, did we meet um i think it was separate i think it was oh, shit, i think i well. met chris first i want to say is that a, i want to say is that a middle east upstairs show i could mm. be wrong well but i know at one point uh we had both of you guys on uh the sleeper radio uh, uh, show um I know that it had to be a couple times at a couple shows. At some shows. For them. Unless, unless you guys can recall. Yeah, the first time we met that I'm aware of um, was at the pop-up record shop thing at Brighton Music Hall in oh, April yeah. 2015. Right. Yeah. And you bought a Nice Guys, my Amburitas, Spliff, yeah. 7 we were, and then I, I think the second time I saw you, because I think like at like from that the second time was uh, at the Middle East upstairs, yeah. and it, I think it was our sixth anniversary show, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Oh yeah, you had um, it was that bar that show Barbazons, I want to say. Yep. Yeah. Dang, miss that band. Yeah, yeah, miss miss Barbazons. No, that 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 yeah, is true. Uh, Bring back memories. <laughs> it really does. I remember just seeing like old Snapchat videos. You know how you can go into like your previously whatever. Um, I went back and saw like old Barbazon shows, and I was like, "Dang, that was crazy. That was a fun time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was um, that was an interesting era. Which is like, it's funny to say that because it wasn't that long ago, but it's still long enough ago that it, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's definitely changed uh, around Boston and everything where I, I felt like that time in 2015, there was just, it's like you were seeing a lot of the same people at the same shows and it just really did feel like, you know, a scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I think that was also the same month that uh, I think it was just me the first time, if I'm remembering correctly. But 
I think that was the when I was yeah that that month July of 2015. I remember coming on your show on the Sleeper Radio show. Yeah, it was a fun time. I'm trying to think. I remember we talked about that. Um, you guys had a release with. I remember Jake was talking about. I think it was a release of something, or for a co-release. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we did a split. Uh, uh, Prefab Messiahs. Yeah, uh, yeah, back uh, we did the vinyl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that, we didn't really have any connection to it. We never actually. Hey, you uh, don't. You don't have to. I mean, the cool thing yeah. I always liked about kids like you and me is that it was the bands that were around. The bands that like you did see like every other weekend. It was like a strictly local thing. I feel Good like that point. was always a, a cool thing about kids like you and me. Uh, thank you yeah thanks Paul. it's definitely appreciated i appreciate it i we appreciate de- you know we definitely I, try i to. come from that same idea yeah i come from the idea of just like trying to you know show local bands with like the videos so i definitely feel that like same ethos of supporting local when did you move here slash when did you you know if we met in 2015 were you going out to stuff years prior to that so i moved here for for college in 2011 the fall of 2011 but i didn't start going to local shows until like that summer pretty much that like 2015 summer um like events like great scott middle east but never like like basement shows and like other venue shows um i don't know why it took me so long but I'm glad I did. Yeah, totally. Sometimes it takes it takes a while to get into this stuff, and I, I feel like a lot of people sometimes even lose sight of that. So it's it's um yeah, I don't know. It's always hum- it's always humbling too to like like when you like look back at your own <laughs> like roots of how you got into things, and that's why I always think it's good to make things accessible for. For people but like was there any particular band or show that that was that got you got the ball rolling um well oddly enough you guys were the second guest on super radio i think um oh. our first guest was citrus city records it was a label like based in uh virginia richmond virginia at the time and jake knew a band on their label that was coming up Boston and like we wanted to check it out and it was at it was at a basement I forget which one but I remember getting the address to that basement from the band from the touring band so that was the first time nice that was like the first like how should I want to Lance Band okay. at the time they're called Colin they were called Colin Thibodeau but now they're Lance Bands and they still do work okay cool yeah that that's actually a really great way that I think uh, and, and to a certain extent that it was a similar thing with us as well, that like a really great way for people to get into local music a lot of time is through a, a touring band coming through the town. And then it's like, especially if it's a, a band that's a little bit uh, not, not as well known, they're, they're I'm playing smaller venues and, you know, you're, when you're playing in a smaller venue then you're going to see local bands stacked on the bill and meet people that are there for the show that are part of the local scene it's just a good 
good like vessel for getting into local music. Yeah, definitely. Were you aware of like house shows, like the concept even of like a house show or that was even a thing like before that show? Yeah, I was definitely aware of it, but I remember trying to find addresses to some, but at the time I wasn't friends with like anybody within the scene. So like it looked like I was a cop, just like this <laughs> random person, you know, yeah. asking for an address. Yeah. So I know I've asked like two other occasions before then, but I just never got the address because I didn't like go to like like Massar or Berkeley or Northeastern or whatever. Um, yeah. So I wasn't like within that sphere, but eventually like I found one and then from there it was easier to you like make friends and then you're like, like, oh, I'm not a cop. I'm just trying to go to shows. <laughs> yeah. And then you had the sleeper radio credentials. Yeah, that's true. Right. It was cool to like completely dive into like a a scene that I didn't know anything of, but was like very well established. Yeah, definitely. Were you, or just to go a little bit back in, um, you're originally from Connecticut. Yeah. Were you going to shows in like uh, local shows in Connecticut or at all? Um, I would go to like, kind of like bigger bands that came through to Connecticut, I would go. Like I saw, I saw the Fall of Troy a bunch of times. I saw like Terry Malos and stuff like that, but never like local Connecticut mm. bands. Oh, I remember um, bands, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like at Toad's Place, that was like the only venue in Connecticut I really went to at the time. But um, another reason why I wanted to like come to Boston was to go to more shows, so. Mm. Yeah. A big reason why I didn't go to a lot of Connecticut shows is because there wasn't much going on. Like uh, touring bands, especially, like you had to go to Boston or New York. Yeah, either like, it's rare that someone will make the like New York or that Connecticut trip. But what part of Connecticut? I mean, what they do, it's, it's awesome. Um, I'm from Central Connecticut, uh, West Hartford, but all the shows happen in like New Haven, mm, which is yeah. like an hour, which is like a little over an hour drive from Central Connecticut. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's true, though. I, it, it, uh, you know, there there definitely is some stuff going on in, like, some of the Connecticut where, you know, uh, I don't know a ton about it, but I know, like, New Haven, yeah, like you said, New Haven, Stanford as well. Um, uh, this band called Jack, Jack Lecoq. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but... I think I remember, I think I remember you talked to me about them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of awesome Connecticut bands. Yeah, um, yeah, and pr- probably tons of them. Like again, but I, I, that's a good point, though, is that I feel like a lot of touring bands do skip over Connecticut. It's unfortunate, but it, it happens. Yeah, it happens, and that at, at the very least, it motivated you to come out to to Boston. Yeah. So, like, once I moved here, I went to more shows again it wasn't like on the local level but like i'd go whenever like bass trauma death would come through or like bands like that that are like around that level yeah. um when, when did the garage yeah, stuff I started take in for you shows. um probably when i was like a kid playing like tony Hawk pro skater just like it wasn't necessarily garage but 
it's like that like genre of like punk mm. rock yeah. like hardcore metal whatever yes so being being mm. like 10 mm. years old and hearing that it was definitely like a it changed like the trajectory of the music that i listened to since then yeah that's... But i remember i remember like jake cool. my my roommate and uh sleeper radio co-host like he knew a lot of like the ty siegel and like that sort of thing and he showed me that and it was like damn this is awesome yeah that's a good it's a good world to go into we can i think chris and i can relate to you and the fact that yeah, when we first started we we slow we kind of we built our way up we're actually sorry we built our way down so to speak because the shows, the shows we were going to started, and the names of people started to get smaller and smaller. Sure. Yeah, we we'd go to see like uh, initially we you know it's funny I don't know if this was the same for you living in Connecticut where, where you said like there weren't as many like bands bigger bands coming through, but I, I feel like even like I went to shows as a teenager as like some like on a on occasion like a local like thing at a like a, like a church or something or even like a, a handful of bigger bands but for the most part for me like the music experience because i was super into music i loved listening to music but it was almost like separate from going to concerts shows you know what i mean it wasn't really the later <laughs> you know, to like getting into those more like rock kind of, uh, I guess even like garage you'd say, but even just, I don't know, it took a while. It wasn't really like a, it wasn't like, you know, you listen to music and then that was okay. That was the band you were going to go see live. I, I don't know. I felt like almost like a disconnect. Mm. I see that. Yeah. It was, uh, but that was also a good point too. But Tony Hawk, pro skater, I think actually, like, I think the first time I heard Blitzkrieg Bob, um, was from like Tony Hawk Three or something. Yeah, like same here. Like all those soundtracks, you just yeah. And I wasn't really around anyone older than me that listened to that sort of thing, or even just like rock in general. Yeah. Um, I guess my brother did, but yeah, other than him, it was like. There was no other exposure to it, so it's funny how that this game turned into turned into all that. <laughs> yeah, Ex- exposure is a huge thing. Where yeah, some people are really fortunate to have like like the cool uncle that play you know plays like Gain of Four or something for them, you yeah. know, <laughs> whatever. Um, I didn't have that either, so like I could totally relate. I did have my like older brothers, cousin. Um, some other friends I knew that were more into like metal stuff like that and kind of like a little bit more like popular rock stuff but so that was kind yeah. of like a the, the opening for that kind of stuff so I, I don't know if you were ever into any of the like new metal stuff like like corn or whatever but you know that's yeah, kind of I don't know that was uh, uh, yeah that, I mean that was a good way to initially I feel like we to get into rock music stuff but now i think a lot of our peers probably uh like to <laughs> like 
like to uh, admit that sometimes like to admit be- yeah that. i mean hey everyone has that you know that gateway band you know yeah totally what would you say what what band was the gateway band for you um i'd probably say maybe like at least go to going when i was like younger follow troy was a big one oh yeah um, i remember being in like high school until a lot of the a lot of like circus survive that was a good one um, yeah yeah and then at least like once i got into like college and to like what i listen to now i feel like ty siegel was a was a huge one mm, yeah yeah i feel like ty is a big one for a lot of people where even like i mean i'm sure he's lost some fans of the years that don't or more into like his earlier stuff like definitely i i still check out some of his stuff a little bit but i'm definitely more into his earlier stuff but i'm and i I'd, I'd still go see him but but like i feel like for the a lot of for like con- compared to some of the other like garage bands i feel like he's he's kept a lot of his fan base over the years yeah so. i mean there's a lot to admire it's just like like you said especially yeah. his older work um we're all like solid classics and the newer stuff is like a uh, different it's kind of like that growing up in a way yeah but yeah, yeah. interesting uh, interesting you say that good good way of putting it is it does seem like a lot of listeners especially him you know he's only oh i don't know how old you are but he's only a few years older than us so yeah, he he was experiencing probably music just as we are, but yeah, who knows? Maybe his his influences and inspirations expanded beyond, you know, just straightforward garage and punk to something maybe a little bit more expansive over the years. Yeah, true. Yeah, sure. yeah, because definitely the earlier stuff is a little bit more straight up garage driven um yeah i mean he goes pretty far back too with his with his other bands that like i think he's has some records with uh some of the other earlier bands that like since like oh five or something because he's like a teenager putting out records and with different projects before he went solo um and just like just has this whole like wall of music Additional that, fools showed out. Yeah, love that one. You like yeah, that? Well, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Traditional fool, great band. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was gonna ask along the same lines with Ty with uh, Fuzz. I believe you had uh, Fuzz appeared on one of the sleeper radio comps, right? Yeah. I used, um, I forget which song I used, I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I, I was able to put Fuzz on a, on a, a compilation that was put out by Sleeper Radio. Um, it was cool to have a mix of like a lot of local bands at the time and yeah. a lot of like more of like the bigger bands and then Fuzz probably being like the largest one. Um, but yeah, it's weird looking at that compilation because if you look at at least the local bands that are on it, none of them are really still going. 
So it's right. interesting to see how like the time has passed in that respect. There's still a couple. I think there are like two or three, two or three Boston bands that are still playing. But yeah, it's a it's a cool thing to witness at least like the good document evolution of all the bands. Yeah, for sure. We're saying that too about like the festivals. If you go back, yeah, years now, a lot of those bands, especially in the the, the first few, not a lot of kicking around anymore. No. Yeah. 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 I mean, people, either bands break up, people move away or both or whatever. Um, yeah. Like life happens. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, even uh, it's tough for anyone to be in a band for that long. Um, I've always said it's like band years or it's like bands are kind of like, it's like almost like if you had like a little, I don't know, like a dog or something where you're like you measuring like dog years or whatever. I kind of feel like the same thing with bands. Like it's not like a, it's almost like not, it's not like a, like a regular human equivalent. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. where like when you're, you can be a cute little kid for like a few years and then it's like, but it's like almost like for like, that's like for like a band or whatever. It's, it's like almost like a few months. Like you, you're, you know, you even see like a band that's almost around for like two years and it, it feels like they've been around for way longer. Like that's a long time for a band. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's, if you imagine like, like five years or something that that's really, you know, it's like it starts to get the more and more you like, you know, you spread it. It's like, it starts to get less and less, of course, you know what I mean? You're going to, you know, it, it starts to get rare that bands make it past a certain point. Yeah, and, it's true. Uh, yeah so it's like something you notice with local music especially where you're like the, the people who are still around after a while it's, it's a good way to like see actually uh, like indicate like what a scene is sort of like at a certain point where it's going to be almost like different people on stage or in the room or on the in the room or whatever yeah any given time or you know yeah 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 so like yeah even like a festival lineup would be probably like some familiar faces and after a few a few years later but a lot of it's probably going to be look different yeah for sure um you play in so bands I, I mean oh, yeah sorry. actually i was gonna ask you oh but, jinx oh no that's okay good, good question <laughs> yeah um i've never like played in a band um the closest i've gone to an instrument is probably just like the bass i've owned a couple of basses um it's mainly just to kind of like mess around with, but no, I've never really been in a in a band band. Do you have aspirations to? Uh, not really. I mean, I never really think about it in that way. I always just enjoy like hanging out and watching like some other person go nuts with what they've made. But I've never felt that, at least creatively, I feel like it's never worked in like a in like a musical setting. Mm yeah i mean i i i feel the same way like i you know uh you know it's like we do the johnny and the food masters but it's such a like different kind of band that it almost feels like yeah. it's like a completely different thing but i i kind of i, I know what you mean where it's like i i honestly kind of yeah i sort of appreciate the experience of seeing live music and listening to music that it's just a complete it's it's weird it's like almost like i don't know if you feel this way where it's like i like the idea of it but like when you kind of get there it's almost 
you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's like, you know, like picking apart, it's almost like picking apart music. And it's like yeah. going back and it's like going back and picking apart something to like put it together. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wrap my head or my head around the idea of like creating a song from like every instrument to having all of them work together. And then just like the whole like mixing and everything. Like I don't know anything about mixing <laughs> and like just the idea of like playing music notes and stuff. Like I feel like my brain has never functioned in that way. Like I love experiencing it and like hearing it and listening to it, but I've never like in terms of creating it, it's never like been there. I think you'd be mm-hmm. great, Paul. Oh, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd be great at it. But yeah, I, was, I, was I mean, say, I tend to the, yeah, I tend to look optimistically on people like that. But yeah, I, well, I, 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 I like the only way to find out. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I will say too that you know I would never definitely never let it hinder you if if, if you if you if you want to do it I would I always say like go for it, uh, but you know and then on the other hand if it's like it's not if it's something you don't want to do it's like it's always you know you can always still participate as you have in the music world and yeah there's still opportunity for that too I think that's yeah. another reason why I started recording shows is that like. It was awesome being there, but like I kind of wanted to do a little more. Yeah. And at the time, at least, I wanted to get into like using cameras and like recording stuff, but I didn't really have a subject. Um, I wasn't gonna like record my life because it's lame, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool to at least be in this unique setting and like basement shows, and it'd be cool to like share that. So that's definitely with that idea, like. That's something that helped like spur that idea. Yeah, totally. You come yeah. from a long line of basement show videographers. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some competition out there, but hey, I love it. I love that there is. That means right. all these bands have that much more, you know, people out there to record them. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, yeah, it's also like. Uh, um we had on uh who's a, f- a photographer and zine writer this guy dave brushback we had him on a little while he made a good point where it's like you know a lot of times people it's like they might be writing about like star wars or whatever or something else that like tons of other people write about it. and it's like or or video t- or film or whatever it is they do um and you know that's that, that that's our ordinary day but it's like it is something that's really to be said where if, if you're talking or filming bands that people don't know, it's like, you know, I mean, at least you are, you know, you're doing something that's unique, that that's outside of, you know, what lots of other people are talking about. So you're like, are you are providing like a voice for something that for others to hear that, like, you're, you're going to be one of the few voices there for it. And, um, you know, even if a lot of people don't pick up on it, whoever does, you might change things for them, you know, for, for a listener, for a potential listener. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, just seeing the numbers, even seeing the numbers, like, since coronavirus started, like, the channel has only improved since coronavirus, like, and I haven't posted, like, any videos at all, so I'm finding that to be so funny, because all these people that watch, like, 
the bigger bands on my channels like often get recommended like the smaller bands from here in boston yeah so i'll see like comments on some of these boston bands like people from like south and central america like leaving comments oh wow um it's like it's crazy because otherwise like otherwise no one you wouldn't know otherwise like how uh, a kid from a kid in brazil sees like a video and they're like damn that was cool but it's just like some house show here in in austin yeah so like it's it's wild to see and like other parts of the country it's the same thing but like yeah i mean i feel like in a, a definitely that was never my intention to like be that like that voice or whatever but i mean hey if it helps you know a local band to get someone who wouldn't know the music otherwise digging yeah. the music like that's that's a win for everyone totally yeah i mean you're documenting it and that's that's valuable uh especially also too it's cool you know as you see over time as we were even talking at the beginning just like it wasn't even that long ago but like 2015 it's cool how like you know when you first take that maybe like photo or write about something or whatever you know it's just in the moment which is which is awesome but then it's like over time it's becomes you're documenting what you know maybe the scene scene was like at that time or what even like even a particular moment in some band's life and also in your own life too it's it's just really cool that it's uh it's all it's it's all part of what makes a scene work well it's like you could have the most kick-ass bands ever but if nobody documents it then it's like you know i mean they're just lost in history yeah it's true because even imagine like you guys like 20, 30 years from now, being able to go on YouTube and look at a nice guy show from like three years ago in a basement, like that must be a crazy feeling once that like happens, you know? Totally. Yeah. There's um, a, a recommendation for you. Uh, it's like yeah. a YouTube channel. And I, it's funny because I, I don't, it was like slightly before our time, but like, so but some of the bands were still kind of playing during our time. But so I recognize uh, a handful of the bands or maybe some of it is overlap with like when we started getting into local music. But anyway, the YouTube channel is called some, was it some old Boston gigs? Oh, with the, uh, the one with like, you going to be the main coons and the beats, uh, like beats girlfriends. Yeah, and stuff There's from like, like 2000. Yeah. Nine, yeah. nine to 11 12 it's like right. videos from like 2009 or 11 or 12 or something like those years um we started going to shows like local shows around 11 ish um so yeah there's some overlap yeah. there but a lot of it was kind of like before time but but still like there's all these great videos from that era like this i don't know whoever shot it but um it's called like some old boston gigs um yeah. And I can send you yeah, a link. Yeah, to check it out. But, yeah, send me a link because, yeah. again, it's cool seeing because was, that was like Boston, like Alston local. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, yeah, so it's like, you know, Alston, Somerville, Cambridge, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's um, just like that much more evolution and the music that was happening in the same exact same spot, like, yeah, however mm-hmm. many years ago. Yeah, yeah I want to check that out. So you... You were booking shows um, 
I remember at least a few years ago, you were booking shows around town and you did the Sleeper Radio Fest. Did you, did yeah. you enjoy putting, putting together bills? Um, I only did like a handful. Um, it was a lot of fun, but I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as, or I enjoyed the process. Like the actual, like show nights were chill and fun, but yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like coordinating the whole thing could uh, sometimes could be a, uh, a little bit of a pain in the neck, but yeah, totally. yeah. I mean, I did, I did a couple. I had a good time, like all things considered. Um, actually, uh, a week before um, the state went into lockdown, um, I I put on a show at the farm. And oh, no a lot of fun. And I was like, hey, maybe I'll do some more of this because it's kind of the first show I did in a while. And then the, the whole pandemic thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I love, I love I think that. It was a spot. sign to say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that spot, uh, the farm. Again, the yeah, last. It's a cool house. Yeah. What was the show? Um, it was. Bad Kiss, which is a band from Brooklyn. Um, the drummer Jacob used to be in Poor Posture. Okay. He's a Boston yeah. band, like a couple years ago. Um, um, Midwestern Medicine. I think I think they're a band from New Hampshire. Um, we had Seed, which is a Boston band. Love them so much. That's such a such a good band, and. Um, I forget the, I forget the last band, but it was um, it was a two piece with like uh, I forget the name of it, but it was a two piece and and they were cool. Nice. Oh, yeah, did, you, did you film it? Um, I don't think so because I think I was like you know doing the whole door thing. Right. <laughs> I know yeah. I, I know I had plans to, but I don't think I got like solid footage of uh yeah uh well yeah hopefully we'll be back to that soon and you, yeah we can we can be filming some shows and stuff but uh yeah massachusetts is lifting all covid restrictions on the 29th and yeah, yeah boston is following suit yeah that happened today so yeah i mean what are your yeah. guys' opinion wow. on going to a show right now? Like, how do you feel about it? I'm down. I'm there. <laughs> I'm I'm down too. Yeah, I'm I, down I, too. Mean, I, I know there's like yeah. a I know there's a risk. Um, yeah. I, I have my first vax. So I mean, at least like once I get my second one, I'll be good to go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're both. Uh, well, I just got my second dose last week, so I guess I'm technically not like fully. Uh, yeah. vaccinated but pretty much there and I know Glenn is so you know yeah I mean hopefully it seems like a lot of people are and hopefully more people will and uh, you know I'm sure like it it will probably be a little bit take some time but we were just talking about this earlier I mean we've talked about it Glenn and I have talked about this so much but uh, yeah I mean that's yeah we're both uh, excited and, uh, yeah, that's wild that the, the city of Boston is also opening the tw- the twenty ninth. I know they were sp- they were originally a few weeks behind. So shit, yeah. I mean, damn, the floodgates might open now. I I thought 
Honestly, I thought that show is probably, I mean, I've seen some pop up for September, even August, but I didn't think anything sooner than that. But now, shit. Yeah, I know. It's it's wild because we were like, wait, what are we going to do? We actually, I'm not going to say just yet, but we can tell you later, we booked a show in November. But yeah. and we'll probably and you know that's gonna be a fun show. But uh, we'll probably end up booking stuff even before then potentially. You know what I mean? Because I mean now's the time to like, get dates for you know the right, spring yeah. and summer or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, almost I thought mean, that it was gonna be a lost summer. Other than we have a few tricks yeah, up I our that sleeves. Too. As yeah, yeah, we, we have some we other have tricks, some, up some outdoor stuff. Up, up, you know, up our sleeves because in anticipation that shit wasn't gonna happen. But um, yeah. Hopefully that still goes on, and then yeah, shit, we might be able to sneak in an actual real show this summer too. Yeah, that'd um, be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like last month, I bought my first uh, show ticket in like a year. Oh wow! What what was it? It was for it's for um. The OCs and and uh, Mr. Elevator in the Brain Hotel at the Sinclair. Nice. I had a feeling you were gonna say that just because that's one of the few I've seen like pop up, and yeah. I was like, okay, that makes sense to you. you I bought it and it felt like a scam. Like I thought I got scammed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I looked up last week or so and saw that there were still tickets, which I was very surprised about. But I'm sure if I check now, yeah. it, would be, it would be sold out. Yeah, I'm sure some people are still skittish, but they'll probably eventually it will be if it, if not already. I'm sure it'll it'll, it'll sell out. Um. Yeah. How how do you feel? Um. I mean, it's still definitely a weird feeling. I feel like it needs to take a little bit for um for it to kind of go back to a normal feeling. Yeah. Like I wonder. I don't know if like mosh pits or push pits are going to be a thing for a little while longer but i don't know um i wonder how like the whole because while it's not while they are lifting it like venues are still going to take precaution sure um so i just wonder what it's going to be like like for that sinclair show like let's say if that was happening like a couple months would it be like there's like circles like drawn and you have to like stay in your circle or like yeah, chairs, that was like you're not gonna sit for mm. a UFC show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't that's know, a good I don't point. Know what it's gonna be like, but that's good a good point. point. Good we'll point. see what happens, but yeah. I imagine we'll we'll see four months from now. But honestly, just because I'm, I guess I'm still kind of in shock that stuff's reopening this soon, and we're essentially be back. To normal but we probably won't be it, it sounds like it on paper but like you said in reality there yeah. might be uh there might be restrictions but shit i mean imagine seeing them at uh the ocs in full capacity like back to normal could yeah it'd be good uh it's for like the end of october i think who knows what it's going to be like then? Yeah. Wild Halloween cover shows. 
parties, shows. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great to start recording again. I miss that. Mm. Yeah. Is the farm still around? Good question. I've I've no idea. Like I I don't know what the deal is. Like with the with like the houses with the house show um, situation. Because at this point, I don't know like who who survived. Yeah, who survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it will be it'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I it's weird because we kind of when I always go back and forth where it feels like, and I I always lean more towards the side of it will take time, but I think it's going to be like once it's really it's going to take time. It's not going to be like a one. I I feel like it's not going to be like a one day where like. Okay, great. Like you see how even today, like restrictions lifted. I'm sure people will be making moves, but I, don't, I feel like it's going to take like a little bit of time, as you said, of like, hey, like this is, you know, this this, you know, precaution or this thing, I, I, you know. But I think we'll hit a point where I, I think people are just going to be really thirsty for shows. That it's it's going to be like the wild west. It's going to be yeah. There's going to be a ton of shit going on now. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know that'd be kind of cool well i feel like you you paul you had the you probably more so than us um at least i think chris could probably agree with this in the past couple of years i we feel like we weren't as much in touch with new local bands yeah hmm. you're probably more in touch with them yeah than we are as far as like newer bands popping up yeah. yeah yeah at least like being like directly there i feel like that helps a lot mm. um yeah yeah i, I mean, mentioned seed on the like yeah seed you should check them out sure you guys you guys would dig it for sure any other shout outs yeah exactly. yeah yeah oh, yeah please please any Shouts. other uh squitch band? i would say they're like okay. probably my favorite boston band like over right. COVID, I think they released something. So, um, God, I always get, I never had, I never have like a good response for these questions like on the spot. I wish I had a list because <laughs> I know there's so much. But I mean, when shows start happening again, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be throwing out videos like as soon okay. as I can. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, we can just go back um, yeah, to the page and check them all out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Hey, um, if you go there now, there's going to be plenty of, you know, bands that you might not be familiar with. So YouTube.com slash Sleeper Radio. I'm going to throw a plug in there. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Do you feel like, because we, you know, as we were saying, like Glenn and I, I think we're, we, there's still bands that we, that we've, you know like and and go see in boston i mean even like when i say now obviously you know pre-covid so to speak but uh it's definitely in the last few years it's been a little bit uh harder for us because it's like maybe like a mixture of stuff where we see some bands but we're not really as into it or we're just we are like feel like we're like seeing a lot of the bands that we've already seen in years prior yeah um do you feel you know, now in like the you know six or so years you've been going to shows on a pretty consistent basis, do you feel like 
the scenes gotten better or do you feel like it's gotten worse or it just it just changed um i feel like it's definitely changed but you know definitely in a, in a positive way um i feel like there's more variety in like sounds and what people are inspired by um if you like look at a lot of the bills it's always like a mix of it's a mix of genres being played but like it still makes sense in a way yeah um but yeah i mean there's always it's cool to see that enthusiasm when it kind of comes to like like our our enthusiasm at like our first house show it's cool to see that within like other people going like at least before covid whenever i went to a house show i always felt like kind of like an older person there just because like especially being boston the majority of the people are like you know like undergrad like kids in college Mm. um but you know it's the it's their first time being exposed to that sort of environment too so it's a it's a different feeling but yeah i mean there's so many awesome awesome bands and i feel like a lot of the older ones that um that are really dug not older but like bands that have been around for a little longer um are still there like nice guys and like horse jumper blood um they've been around for a bit longer but you know they're still playing shows and it's always a fun time to see them when they did yeah definitely. definitely um yeah do you feel like as far as with boston like what is there anything that you you would you would uh, change differently to guard the shows? Um, well, I guess it'd be cool to see the city itself get behind smaller venues. Yeah. Um, like whenever you do see like a venue being built, like it's always for like a Royale House of Blues like yeah, type yeah. crowd, type crowd and type artist they would draw. I wish there was definitely more. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. Good time to shit on. I mean, that's probably like that's like. Yeah, yeah road, I mean, have you heard of that the Roadrunner? Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about Roadrunner is that it's going to be a Bowery Boston venue, and I'd rather that. See, just it's just like all right, let's face, like it's a big corporate venue for bigger bands, which I get. That I have no problem with a kind of venue like that existing. That I'm okay. You get a house big bands that people want to see it's like if i wanted to go see kiss whatever that's an exa- you know they'd probably play a bigger place but whatever it is but it's like yeah i would much rather see the city though we already do have venues like that for one so it's like i like you said i would much rather see money go towards smaller venues that could actually host local music yeah. and you know i mean let's face it the fact that they're trying to like call it with they call it roadrunner to give it some boston cred it's like but you're not going to be having you i mean hope maybe they'll have some local bands yeah open, i mean hopefully they do shows. hopefully you know they prove us they prove us wrong but yeah i mean odds are they're they're not gonna <laughs> yeah right and it's like jonathan richmond i mean when he plays even like you know it's kind of funny that the name for like i mean i, I don't know maybe he plays some bigger shows but he, i noticed before he does like his stints at the like it'll be like several nights at the middle east upstairs or like somerville theater or something like that and um you know i don't know where i I think when he actually i think when he plays out of town he probably plays a little bit maybe bigger venues 
or something um, or probably similar. So it's just kind of funny to me that they're even like using that, the, you know, the Roadrunner name from, from the Modern Lovers song. That, yeah, it's like they're pandering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, because, you know, like most people who probably would be going to shows there might, you know, they probably don't even necessarily know the reference because it doesn't really matter. But, you know, but yeah. it's just, it's just like the goal that they have to almost like name it. Like, it's like, okay, like it's like going to be for, for Boston, but it's really just another venue for. Yeah, I mean, let's hope. Let's hope that it's for Boston. That'd be cool again if they like, proved us wrong. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Totally. I'd love to be proved, <laughs> proved wrong. or if history, they would says, have... history says otherwise, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows? Also, it's a great have... stock going. Like, there's oh, a yeah. huge hole. In, like, seeing all these, like, neat tour posters going up for bands who are, like, touring in, like, the fall or whatever. I'm always, mm. like, dying to see, like, great Scott there, but then I remember that, like, it's not going to. It's not going to be that. It's going to be like Sinclair or something, which is fine. But like, you want to see like Great Scott there, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good room. I like the Great Scott. Yeah. We always felt like they could have had even like weirder stuff there. But I will say with Great Scott, it was that was always if you were like you said, if there was a touring band coming through, like that was always the place you'd want it. Or like I mean maybe also like Middle East or something, but similar like like with Great Scott, those kind of rooms where they were relatively small rooms for for a bigger touring band to come through, and it's like there's no green, there was no green room or anything, so it's a good chance yeah. you might be able to see, uh, you know, like you might see Ty Stiegel walking around Great Scott or oh. whatever, you bump into him and you know maybe have a conversation or whatever. Well, is I mean, the uh, Kim Gordon I think played there a few years ago. That you know, we could all name tons of bands. There's like, it that was the cool place to see um like a bigger band come through. And yeah, I mean, they they got that new spot though, right? With uh, is that official? I haven't I don't I haven't it's heard weird. anything new, but I haven't heard. I'm not, I'm not sure what the deal yeah. is, but I mean, hopefully. hopefully they get that spot. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love that. Hopefully, yeah, that would be awesome. And because uh, we're that's the last I heard, but I I haven't heard anything about it recently. But it was that it, they got they got the place where it used to be the old Regina in Alston. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything new about it though. But yeah, like that's all we need. Another great Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you go yeah, to any I, shows at Bohemia? Um, I remember, I think I went to a Kids Like You and Me show that was down there. Hmm. Yeah, nice. that, was I was it, curious what people think of it because it, it draws um, <laughs> polarizing yeah. reactions amongst its... Yeah, I mean... Polarizing. It's just such an authentic place and I feel like um, too much authenticity can be too much for certain people you know <laughs> it's like a real place the same way how great sky was like a real place yeah club bohemia was a real place mm. i love your enthusiasm yeah. I mean, it wasn't it, like glitzy like it was a it was yeah. a rough spot but hey like you're imagine for any band that wants to play somewhere if there's like a stage that'll take you i'm sure it's i'm sure it's an awesome thing to hear <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, they really, exactly. They really have been, that's why we love the place so they much. Anyone. They really would yeah. look like pretty much anyone. Uh, I mean, maybe certain genres that might've been a little too crazy for them, but I mean, they put up with us and uh, never, never had any complaints. So yeah. we always, we always defend them and uh, you know, and, and also they did, you know, they have had some bigger names in there too. So um yeah, sure. yeah yeah but uh yeah exactly yeah they they've been uh i mean i i really hope that place uh comes back so uh yeah i don't know but like you said it really is a is a real place for sure um well actually it was do you have a do you have a favorite venue that you you have like a place where you're like oh that was that's where I saw best shows at, or just like the vibe was amazing. I'd say like Great Scott for sure. Mm. Great Scott was right. definitely that place. Um, yeah. Sinclair is a cool venue. I like how that's another one that like feels like a real place, but you know, they do have like a big, they do have a bigger like um, draw or like larger acts. Um, but I remember like, a couple nights they just did like all local bands and like oh was really cool to see yeah that's awesome um, yeah, they seem to be a little bit more um they're more connected with like, more, the local more. music yeah not, least, yeah not not like a ton but 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 definitely a little bit more compared enough to, to notice yeah, yeah exactly for sure also with openers i've noticed they were a little bit more it's, you seem to get more openers that were like local bands that uh sinclair than some of the other venues yeah, I remember seeing Nice Guys open for Fiddler. Yeah. There, like, right. way back, like, in, like, 2013, maybe. Was, yeah. That like, was, that um, was, that was awesome. Yeah. That was so cool. That was the first time I saw Nice Guys, and I was like, damn, this band's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to them now, and then I bought the, I bought that seven inch that you have with Miami Doritos from you at, yeah, yeah. Brian Music Hall record store day thing yep that's like how the community starts you know <laughs> yeah totally yeah that's a nice, nice example of like a bigger a band story. where you see like a connection and there's been a lot of people who cite that show so you, yeah you're, you're in good company a lot of people who cite that show as the first time they got into nice guys or met nice guys or listen you know bought one of their records some so. good so funny funny story about that show um cam their old drummer yep um i went to school with him and i didn't right. know that he was in a band so like nice guys went on and i was like oh shit the dude's in my psychology class <laughs> and then like he oh. we had like an eight o'clock class the next day and he was there and i was like why are you here <laughs> <laughs> it's like why are you in this eight o'clock class right now you should that's wow he's a, you should be just like chilling from an awesome night <laughs> he's a good man uh yeah no he remember that uh when we met actually you mentioned that you're like oh yeah i went to school with cam and i was like oh shit okay nice cam was probably like the only other person from my school i was like in that scene at the time all right what school was it it was a bay state college oh right like it was around copley Uh, um it's just that this like region of music wasn't something that was uh so widely uh um 
paid attention to, I guess. Uh, but I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know? Yeah, who knows? Maybe they're secretly there's like Bay City Rockers <laughs> who up with the wildest shit ever. That hey, Sleeper never... Radio, Sleeper Radio, which was me and Jake. Um, it started on our school's radio. There you um, go, like radio station, and from there we played just like a bunch of music, you know, some local stuff, some smaller bands from around the, the country and like bigger bands so it was definitely that first time like mixing all those levels of music in like one area for for us that's yeah, so cool definitely oh. yeah they killed it that show it was wild to see them nice guys on that stage it, it seemed like they were they belonged up there yeah, uh, well, yeah. what was not- notable about that show, and actually, I'm kind of curious your perspective as well, you know, just further, Paul, as like someone who had never seen them before, is that what we noticed, because um, we had been really into them for about a year at that point, um, exactly like a year, because we got into them October 2012, and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of times you see an opening band, and People might like it or they don't like it, but they just kind of like chilling. What mm-hmm. was really notable about that show was that the crowd started moshing and like got super into nice guys. And I got the impression, and this seems like just talking to some people like such as yourself, that it wasn't that they knew who nice guys were. They just really like dug them. Yeah. It was awesome. Like for me, it was such a fun, you know, being on the receiving end of the of the music that night like i loved it yeah were you were you like who the hell is this band like, i gotta go check them out well i knew it was, so like i knew they're nice guys because like the name was on the poster but then it occurred to me that that's what my my was like like the classes band that like he mentioned sometimes in class but i never like really like looked into it at the time um yeah but yeah mm. Yeah, it's what's it's funny too how it really and a lot of times it does take like some time to to like keep like digging digging deep into a, a local scene. At least I feel that way. Where it's it's a lot of times not just like one thing kind of that brings you in, but then you just start connecting the dots a little bit more. Um, yeah. And then like the more you get into shit, it's like oh okay, well now you know you become i'm a fan of this band i'm a fan of this band now i want to go go out and see them and and uh that, that was kind of our perspective it sounds like the same with you where you kind of come from like the fans perspective yeah it's definitely how i always looked at it um i guess it can be kind of easy to look at it like in like a dumb like popularity frame but mm-hmm. it's just about enjoying the music like it doesn't really have to be about anything else. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild when we do come back to show and, and everything. Hopefully but, soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully soon. I, I think it, you know it's coming up on us. It's creeping up, but. Uh, you know it'll be interesting like what 
new bands emerge. Yeah, like who knows what? Right, if there's any, or even bands with new sounds. Yeah, it'd be fun to witness. Had you listened to Sweeping Promises? That's um from the people in mini dresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they put something out over I think last spring. I feel like they put out an album kind of recent, kind of recently. I could be wrong. Yeah, they put out an album um on Feel It Records in i think was it last april i think or 20 oh, years ago yeah or something or, right. yeah yeah and it's actually well where they they've it's gone through like i forget what number it's up to now but it's gone through like some ridiculous amount of pressings or something it's like yeah, i mean yeah it's a good album yeah yeah no, it's a great album it, it's just like whoa you're just seeing like uh it's just wild seeing this like a local band take off especially it's interesting with them that they only played like one show uh ever because it was like they were a new band you know they're and they only played like one show and you know like you said it's like members of uh the you know it's lira and caulfield from mini dresses and uh blah blah this other band silkies and i forget the other name one of their other bands but uh you know and it's like this was a newer project and then they put out this kick-ass album and uh in the middle of the pandemic and it's just it's just like exploded yeah i'm sure there's like for musicians everywhere as new people have discovered their music and finally they get a chance to see it yeah i'm sure there's like, gonna be a lot of that going on too like that's gonna be cool to see too yeah is there anything local or anywhere, you know, national, international that you've been really digging recently? Uh, like bands? Yeah. Um, or albums or whatever. Albums, I'd say Crumb, C-R-U-M-B. Um, they're a cool band. They're like definitely the psychedelic end of the, the rock spectrum, but ah. they're a cool band. Um, from I think they're a New York band, but I know they've played. Um, I remember they played shows at like the ER and stuff a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, I'm into a lot of like Turnstile, which has been good to like listen to again. Um, uh, Current Joys, they just put out a new album last Friday. I want to say on Friday. They put out a, a new album and it's been good to listen to that. Nice. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, but Squitch, they put out an album at the last day of last year. Oh. And that's cool. a, it's a good one. They're a local band too, so I definitely give them a solid recommend. Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah. Just wondering, uh, before we wrap it up, do you have any? Do you have any other uh, any special shout outs or anything like that or any plugs? Um, I don't really have anything to plug. Um, but since since like the pandemic kind of started, I've gotten back into painting. 
and stuff. Oh, nice. So I've been like posting a whole bunch of that stuff on my Instagram. That's where a lot of uh, the creative energy, the displaced creative energy has gone into. So okay. it's been sick getting back into that. Um, cool. So it's been like a solid year of like painting again. And it's like been real cool to just mess around and have fun with it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I never, I didn't know you were a painter actually. So it's, mm. uh, it's pretty cool. I got to check it out. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Nice. But yeah, aside from that, I mean, I'm really waiting to go back into shows. There are times when I'll go through like my old hard drives and like maybe try to dig out something that like I missed or whatever. But mm. it's cool to like do old footage again and just experience that, those, the feeling of that show or whatever yeah i've done that a few times with uh going through some nice deep dives on youtube and just looking back some some various shows and yeah i never really got into um the virtual show thing but i like looking at older shows that you know it's like i don't know it's a video someone put up but it's like kind of different than than just so doing the virtual show thing just the virtual show thing for me always felt like it was like reminding me of what I'm not, where I'm like not, you know, <laughs> where you want to be exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but but I do like looking up old, older, some older shows, especially ones that I was at, uh, you know, that I was in attendance, that it, you know, brings back some nice memories. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, so hopefully though we'll we'll be seeing each other again soon, and uh, I think we will. Yeah, we'll we'll be at a show together think so too can't wait hell yeah man dude thanks thanks so much for coming on the the podcast and appreciate it too that is on such short short notice too definitely (laughs) yeah no worries i mean it's always good to talk to you guys again yeah hell yeah well thanks paul no worries all right see you later peace peace